Welcome to Talking Sense. I'm Mark Osorio. And I'm Teresa Arago. We're financial advisors, and if there's one thing we understand, it's that money can be confusing. So get ready, because we're breaking down what you don't know about money today on Talking Sense. We know. Tax season can be, well, taxing. In Uh, our our last episode, we went uh, into a lot of detail about taxes, and you probably fell asleep, but hopefully you woke up and heard something you could use. One or two things, yeah. Yeah, but what if we told you there's a cool opportunity for a win, win, win. Triple win. Triple win in regard to your taxes and how you file. So we gave you a crash course last week on filing your taxes, on what to have, how to do it, things to know about, helpful tips. Mm-hmm. And if you missed it, go back and catch up on it. If you've ever, if you're, if you're new to filing your taxes, especially, it'll give you a good kind of crash course into what you need to get ready so that you can be you know, confident going into that. But this week, we're going to help you get prepared for next year's taxes ahead of time. Yeah. And we're talking all about charitable donations and how they may be helpful to you as you help others. But first, disclosures. Yeah. (laughs) We are not tax professionals. We are not accountants. So please, please, please consult your tax professional about the impact of any decisions you may make before you make them. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, studies have told us that those you know, many of our young ones right now are, I say young ones, I know I'm older than you, so that's why I'm going there. Okay. Yeah. Many of, what is this? Am I, I know many young professionals, let's say, uh, cause I am no longer oh considered gosh. young apparently, um, are very, very passionate, yeah, very passionate in their pursuits of philanthropy. Um, fancy word for giving to yeah. charitable causes. Lining up their money with their values. Yes. And we know that charitable donations can be helpful to others. And we definitely encourage you to give to the organizations that serve causes that you're passionate about but the reality is that it also helps you feel aligned with your personal purpose and values Mm -hmm. and so yes you're helping those organizations but also it's helping you when you're charitable we know that those who you know pour into others always have more for themselves too. Yeah, yeah, we're huge believers in generosity and mm-hmm. what it does, uh, you know, not only for you but for the community. And uh, and yeah, we we highly uh, value people that want to to provide in that way. So uh, this is honestly, you know, one of the conversations that we have with uh, with many clients as if we know that they are kind of in, in, inclined to do that. Yeah. And even Dave Ramsey has a quote where he says, you know, live like no one else so you can give like no one else. We know that's a goal that a lot of people have. But there's another benefit that many don't know about or don't know how to take advantage of. And that is that you can get a tax deduction for many of your donations, most likely. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so many will say, well, wait, 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 I can claim those donations and and the short answer yes absolutely you can now if you're like me when i was younger when i was a young professional when i was in my 20s (laughs) when i um, was young yeah you know back then i there were uh, my church and a couple of other charities that i was consistently giving to and when it came tax time uh, to me honestly at the time it felt kind of smarmy to then take a tax deduction Mm -hmm. on those those donations that i give like to me, it was like, I don't give to my church so that I can save on my taxes. That's just, you know, da, da, da. y'all, it hit Too me one time. That. I was speaking with a friend of mine and she said, now, listen, the government's not going to give you many opportunities to take back money. OK, mm-hmm. and they are offering this to you because you're doing the thing that you would have done anyway. Why on earth would you not go ahead and take that deduction so that you can maximize what assets you do have, the income that you do have to give more? Yeah. And I went, oh. You're right, because by deducting, I don't have to withhold as much from my check 
you know, month to month, which means I have more free cash to donate to those causes. Mm -hmm. So if you're not, if you're not comfortable taking that deduction already, I'd encourage you to see it differently. I'd encourage you to see it as a way to maximize your income so you can give even more. Yeah, absolutely. And, but I mean, if, if that's uh, your, your value, then completely, completely respect that as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, charitable donations, not just of money, but also of donated goods can qualify as long as the organization is organization, excuse me, is qualified as well. And and Mark, what exactly does that mean? So what is a qualified charitable organization? Yeah, basically, it has to fall within the, the non-for-profit uh, rules for the IRS, which basically means that it must be registered as a 501c3, which uh, is the, the tax code that that falls under. And many people don't realize there are a lot of nonprofit organizations around you. Many churches are automatically considered nonprofits, but be cautious of just assuming that like smaller kind of household churches may not be registered. In the case of most churches that are part of an association, it may not be that your individual church is a 501c3, but their association is, so they fall under that. So just do your research. um, Don't let it stop you from giving, but understand which ones you can and cannot donate to for the purposes of deductions at least. Okay, but what's the fine print? So when it comes to charitable contributions, you are generally limited to deducting no more than 60% of what is called your adjusted gross income. And that word is really important to understand. Your adjusted gross income is not your gross income. There are certain credits and deductions that come off of that to create what your taxable income is, which is really what that adjusted number is. So if your adjusted gross income, you know, say your full income is 200,000, but your adjusted gross income is 100,000, you couldn't actually get a deduction for more than 60,000 in donations for that year. I know those are big numbers and probably not realistic for a lot of people, but I like easy math. Easy math. For the win. So be aware of what your adjusted gross income is. And that's why we said this is for your future. So look at your taxes from last year and look at what ended up being that adjusted gross income figure. And, you know, if you're planning to deduct donations, then make sure that you're cautious of going over that limit without understanding where your cutoff is. Yeah. Yeah. But for sure, if you want to give anyway, and, mm-hmm. and, you know, be generous. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, and cash and donations are generally fully deductible in the for the exact amount that you know donated. So if you donate cash to charity rather than write a check uh, or charge your credit card, you'll need to request some kind of bank statement or receipt from the recipient, no matter the amount. Yes. Yeah, so most of those organizations have a habit of sending you a statement the first of the following year, or they might do it immediately when you make your contribution. Mm-hmm. So be aware that most of them, if they're a 501c3, they understand that people need those statements and they will provide those. But if you don't have it and you're getting your tax documents together, you know, make sure that you reach out to them for that. And if you're just getting started in this donation journey and you're just starting to get um, these charitable donations going, just make a little note to yourself that you're going to need to collect that form next year so you don't forget to take it to your CPA or your tax preparer. Yeah. How about tangible assets? So if you're the type like me who has to clean out their home regularly and takes things to Goodwill or to a charity that can use them, I know a lot of people will donate to women's shelters, foster uh, associations, things like that. Even those items are deductible. It's a little trickier, though, Mm -hmm. because it's not like you can assign a value easily to those. It is based on their current wealth when you donated them to that charity. So if you took clothes that are 30 years old, 
be mindful of how much value you assign to them because you don't want to open yourself up to an audit. Be reasonable. Think about if you were to sell it in a garage sale, what you could get for it reasonably and kind of use that as your value because the charity will not assign a value to it when it's tangible property like that. So if you donate a couch and you bought it 10 years ago for, you know, $2,000, make sure you look up kind of what the value of that would be now. There are these mm-hmm. things called depreciation schedules that you can look up that will help you estimate what the value should be today. Nice. Didn't know that, actually. Yes. And if those assets have nothing to do with the organization's aim or mission, you are allowed to deduct the amount you paid for it or the reasonable value, whichever is the lesser of the two. So this is kind of more of like an indirect donation um, to a uh, so like if the charity works, for, for instance, with foster families, but you're donating maybe storage. Yeah, you you can still deduct that. Okay. You just have to be careful to watch that value again on there. Good to know. Mm-hmm. And lastly, you cannot deduct donations made to political organizations or candidates. Yes. So be careful about trying to claim those because that would trigger an audit ding if you tried to follow it that way. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about some best practices for those that are already giving or are considering doing some charitable giving this year. What's rule number one? Keep records. I mean, for sure, get your tax receipts from a 501c3 as you may need them as proof of your donation. Yes. And if they don't provide one, you can certainly get on your bank um, website and pull the, like if you used checks or you had those checks sent directly to them, you can pull those and show where it was processed mm-hmm. on the backside of it, if, just to keep it with your documents in case you get audited. Um, and so make sure you're keeping good records. And in general, you're typically going to want to itemize if you want to be able to claim them. So we talked in our last episode about itemizing versus taking the standard deduction. So when does it make sense to itemize? Yeah, because, yeah, so itemizing makes more sense whenever the itemized total is more than the standard deduction, which uh, for an individual is $12,550. Yes, and if you're married, it's 25 and some change. Mm-hmm. Um, there is an extra form that has to be filed that's called a Schedule A, if you're trying to keep up with jargon. Um, so it'll need to go along with the rest of your tax return to list out those donations so that the IRS knows what deductions you're claiming in lieu of that standard deduction. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And lastly, weigh the pros and the cons. So itemize can be can take more time than mm-hmm. if you just do the standard deduction. So there's that kind of that cost of it, right? Just like yes. the time cost. And if you're using a tax preparer, they're going to charge more because that is more time consuming for them. So, you know, doing a if even if you're on TurboTax, you know, you can file for free, you can file for $50, you can file for like 80 depending on whether you're itemizing or not. Mm-hmm. So the expense along with the um, the organization that it requires of you is higher if you itemize. But in the case of like my family, itemizing always ends up being the best plan. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to get a better tax return out of it, then it's certainly worth the effort. Yeah. So organi- organizing on the front end. Yes. Yeah. Pays off. Yes. And if you choose not to itemize, that's okay too. If, if your deductions are not more than the standardized deduction, then obviously the effort and time of itemizing may not make sense. But please don't let that stop you from giving because again, those organizations that you value, you're helping move their purpose forward. So that's still, even if you don't get the tax deduction, it's still a great thing to do. So usually around the end of the year, you know, I'll, I'll start, you know, having those conversations with clients mm-hmm. and, you know, just to talk to them, hey, you know, if if being generous, if being, if, you know, philanthropy is kind of uh, down 
down your uh your, your road mm-hmm. then yeah let's let's talk about how that might be kind of a good strategy to to help you lower taxable income and mm-hmm. get that deduction and if your parents or grandparents have reached 70 and a half the, if you're you know you have parents who are retired and they're at that 70 and a half mark they have this opportunity to bless charities and avoid taxation on some of their distributions mm-hmm. that that you don't have it's called a qualified charitable distribution and with that if they're above the age of 70 and a half if i have a pre-tax account typically at that point it's going to be an ira a traditional ira i can say i want ten thousand dollars sent to my charity of choice directly out of my ira the distribution is not taxable to me mm-hmm. because i didn't take it i didn't take possession of those funds it's not taxable to my 501c3 organization because they don't pay taxes on things like that. So it allows me to maximize. The alternative mm-hmm. would be I take a $10,000 distribution, expose it to taxes, walk away with 7500 right? Right. And then I only give 7500 to my charity. Mm-hmm. So if you are at that stage of life where you're 70 and a half or older, you have the opportunity to maximize your giving by instead of taking it home first and distributing it to your charity of choice, letting it go directly from your IRA to the charity of choice. So that's just a little bonus content in case you're listening Absolutely. and you've got parents who are retired or you're retired and you're at that age and and have, you know, if you're already giving to your church, why not just give to them once a year and maximize the amount you can give them and help yourself out on taxes too. Yeah. So again, a great tax planning strategy because yeah, if you get to the end of the year, let's say, and uh, you've you got all the income that you need, right? But there's there's still money that needs to come out of your account uh, for whatever mm-hmm. reason, right? Whether that be a requirement of distribution or anything like that, then yeah, that could be a huge tool to make sure that you don't get more taxable income. Or if you're one of those people who this year your income is way higher than you are typically going to have mm-hmm. and you're worried about how those taxes are going to eat you up, charitable contributions are a great way to help offset some of that Mm -hmm. when you're ready to file next year. So those are just kind of some different options that you need to consider. Um, But, you know, I'm just going to give you my two cents here from donating money or goods to your favorite charity to volunteering at a soup kitchen. Charitable giving is a great way to help others year round. And if you can benefit from it as well, financially or otherwise, it's a win win. And then your taxes, it's another win. So that's where we get that win, win, win. Triple. I like it. Uh, so we know that money can be confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Uh, so now we aren't tax professionals again, mm-hmm. <laughs> so we can't follow your tax returns for you. But when it comes to making the most of your money, working with a financial advisor can really help. Kind of like what we were just talking about, you know, in, in our uh, year end planning strategies mm-hmm. and charitable, charitable giving distributions. That's definitely something that, that we can uh, do a lot to help out. Yes. Thank you guys so much for joining us today on Talking Sense. As we talked about you know, many times, we think that charitable giving is a wonderful tool to give back to your community, to the world. And so we hope that we've given you some, some information here that maybe can help you get started for this year and feel confident in keeping track of everything. Um, we hope you'll join us again next week. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. See you next time. Promise we're not going to talk about taxes. Again. Yes, we promise. <laughs> we promise we won't bring up taxes again. <laughs> thank you guys. Thanks for listening to the Talking Sense podcast. And if you like what you hear, make sure to subscribe to the podcast to get all the newest episodes. The GenWealth team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com or call our offices at 866-653-PLAN. That's 866-653-7526. 
And while we like to have fun here, we're also financial advisors, and that means disclosures. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment, and no strategy can assure success. General Financial Advisors is an Arkansas registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC.